You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So we move on to tomorrow night's test against, I guess, would we refer to them as the second best team in the NHL in Carolina? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty close. Yeah, it's it's pretty close. I mean, yeah. it's, you look you look at the look across the league, and it's it's the it's second best. I mean, it's 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 there's a debate. I mean, it's actually a fair. You can have a fair debate of we know right now off the regular season. It's the Boston Bruins, and then this is a matchup of two of the teams in the conversation for second best team in the NHL. I yeah. would argue that. Carolina, Dallas, Toronto, New Jersey, and and I'll throw Winnipeg in there as a fifth team, even though I think Winnipeg is a notch below those teams. But those those four teams, viable claim for second best team in the NHL. And right now, I think on points percentage, Carolina is technically the second best team in the NHL. So yes, but either way, the Stars and the Hurricanes are in that same grouping. And this is a, I thought the Buffalo matchup was going to be fun and it was fun for other reasons this is a reason where we're talking about two teams that this is conceivably with where these teams are this is a conceivable stanley cup final matchup being if would you be you wouldn't be stunned if the dallas came if dallas came out of the west you wouldn't be stunned if carolina came out of the east so it is it's a big fun game yeah i think you know for a couple of reasons one it's texas rangers night so i've got a little intel there'll be about nine texas rangers um, at the game tomorrow, and I think Corey Seager's dropping the first puck. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. Uh, secondly, uh, you know, we mentioned this on the podcast before, the Carolina Hurricanes are owned um, by a local uh, person. Tom Dundon uh, owns the Carolina Hurricanes. He's done a nice job there, so he'll be in attendance for sure. So there's kind of a local DFW angle. Uh, also interesting when these two teams met the first time around, Sebastian Ajo was not in the lineup and he has returned for Carolina. Although they got some tough news with Max Pacioretty re-injuring his Achilles. So he's gone for the season. And that was one of those final pieces that they picked up in the off season, thinking that it would take them over the top. So it's a, I love the matchup. I love the styles of these teams. I think it's going to be a real fast team. Uh, I mean, fast played. I think it's going to be physical at times. I I had a blast watching the first matchup. So really excited about this game tomorrow night. It it should be a really good game. Um, and the Carolina, we talked about it when Dallas went to Carolina. It's such a good, um, from a stylistic matchup and for a team that the Stars are going to have to you see a style that's taking over and why Carolina is so good. We talked about this last time they played just how aggressive and how much they throw basically everything at you. Um, it's a game that will test the stars. 
in a good way. It's a game that you'll be able to use as a barometer for how they handle things. And it's also it's also just one of those games where it's like it can be a statement game. And it's it, 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 and it's and it's a no lose game almost actually. You lose this game, okay, you lost a game in in January to a good team from the Eastern Conference. You win this game, it's a statement game. It's 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 a great like from a fan perspective, this is one of the best times to get a game like this because even if you lose, it's not the end of the world, but you win, you can pound your chest about it and get really happy about it. So it's it's a great game on the schedule for uh for teams and fans to uh, to build off of no matter what happens. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. So last week I threw out to you the uh random should we change the rule that linesmen should have more say in calling penalties. So my random one today to throw at you is should goalies be penalized for letting in a goal in overtime? Should goalies be as far as should like, it count against their goals against average statistically? Um, I think it's, I mean, I think, I think it still should. Okay. Um, I don't think, I don't think shootout goals should, but I think, um, I think we're in a place of nuance and isolation where I think we should still track it. But if you're being with the way we track things and five on five, save percentage and all that stuff and everything, I think, I think, I think goalies get the proper credit either way now. And so I think it should still count. I do think one proposal that I'm not totally on board for, but I'll throw this out to you because I've heard people say this to me. People, I've I've heard people say that um, if you score the game-winning goal in a shootout, you should get a real goal on your goal ledger. I am personally not for that, but yeah. I've heard some people argue for it. So I, I'd throw that out to you as my my weird one that I've heard other people bring up. I I, I don't think so because I mean then yeah. you have to do you credit the goalie for making an unreal save in a shootout? You know, at what point do you stop? And uh, yeah, I, I, to me, it becomes at that point, it's just purely skill. Um, Mm -hmm. I was just bringing up the, the goals against, because I don't know what goalie can stop what happened to Ottinger last night in overtime. I mean, that Tage Thompson pass was just ridiculous. Um, yeah. And and the the stars completely, rightfully so respected Thompson yes. shot on the play. And and sometimes you just get got, honestly. Sometimes yeah. you just get got on a play and that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. All right. So want to end on this great NHL note. Two years ago today was the major trade in the NHL that raised a lot of eyebrows. Winnipeg sent Patrick Line and Jack Roslovic to Columbus for Pierre Luc Dubois and a third round pick. So I ask you two years later, Sean Shapiro, is there a winner in this trade? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Well, Pierre-Luc Dubois is the winner in the trade because Pierre-Luc Dubois is not uh, playing with how things have turned out in Columbus. Yeah, yeah. As far as, as far as uh, 
And, 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 by, I, and by the way, yeah. sorry to interrupt, 60 points last year for Dubois, 50 points already um, this year. Yeah, I for Winnipeg, I would say Winnipeg won that trade. Um, the, the, the better team that comes out, um, the team that is, I think the change of scenery, honestly, was actually had potential for a good fit for both players. But I think in the end, Winnipeg, ended up coming up much better as far as a, the team's better and B they ended up bringing in, they, they ended up kind of bringing in a guy where they needed that other, they needed that center. They needed, they needed something a little bit more. They had the shooter. Like we see what Kyle Connor continues to do on the power play. Um, like yeah. while it was great to have both Kyle Connor and Patrick Line teed up for one time versus on the power play, when you have a position of strength and you can bring in a, a, a valuable center like the Jets did, I think it's worth doing. And so I think the Jets was a, it was a better trade for Winnipeg in the end and it will be in the long run. And um, now who knows, maybe. Maybe uh, maybe Columbus goes and wins the draft lottery, and it's a completely different uh, long term playoff yeah. for Patrick Laine. But uh, but absolutely. either way, but either way, for now, it's definitely Pierre Luc Dubois and Winnipeg ended up getting the much better end of that deal. And uh, as uh, as fun as Patrick Laine can be and what he brings to the ice, there is something to be said for having that center that can do a little bit of everything the way Dubois does. I mean, I don't want to call them old men, Sean, but it's been quite the revival for a few of the Central Division players. I mean, you look at Jamie Ben's revival, and uh, I mean, you know, he's just a totally different player um, this year, a different role. And I mean, you know, we talking Lady Bing, Jamie Ben here. It's <laughs> it's really impressive. And then I also look at Winnipeg, who they're going up against, and Blake Wheeler's having a rebound year. Mark Shifley's having a good year. Um, you know, and Kyle Connor's just consistent. So, I mean, this, it's a fun, like, I'm really excited to see Winnipeg and Dallas. Winnipeg's given the stars some problems over the years, but to me, that's an upcoming fun matchup that I want to see as well, because I don't see either one of these teams falling off at this point. No, I think both. I mean, that one of them will win the central. One of them will be second in the central and, depending on how things shake out, they could, it could be the matchup for the Western Con- It could be the, uh, they couldn't, they will tend likely meet in the second round, depending on how things go. And it is a, we've talked about, it, it's a style makes fights type matchup where Dallas has one style. Winnipeg has its own style and Winnipeg has a coach who understands Dallas extremely well, obviously with his own inside Intel from the, uh, for the, from, from his time here and Rick, from his time in Dallas, Rick bonus. And, uh, it's 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 good to see i like seeing teams win different ways i like seeing that winnipeg is doing it a little bit more based off their defense and the way they're doing it this way i like seeing that carolina has a different forecheck than everyone else i like seeing how the how different teams play because i think when you have that variety and when you have and you have variance and I not just use variety and variance back to back. I know, but like when you have that across the board where the game can be, you can flip over and you can be a real nerd about 
hey, this is how this one's going to play out. And this one's how this one's going to play out different ways as opposed to just one style. Like, I, I think it's great. And it's, 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 it's to me, I think it's just better for the game of hockey when we continue to have good teams playing different ways because it just, it gives us more storylines. It's, that's, that's my takeaway. 